and uh, I hope you will join us today. And uh, let's go through all this as uh, as the Lord will lead us today. Call in and uh, let's discuss and let's uh, hear what the Lord is telling us. Let's let's continue now and join with me in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you for all that you have done for us today. We thank you for the life you have given us. We thank you for giving us a brand new mind. We thank you for giving us your word. Your word is truth. Sanctify us, O God, with your truth. Uh, because your word is truth. In the name of Jesus. I will thank you, O God, for the salvation you've given us. And we thank you for your blood. We thank you for all that you continue to do in our life. And we are here. And we need your help. We need your support. Teach us, guide us, and mold us. And let us be a vessel that you want to use in the name of Jesus. And we are committing those in different situations, different circumstances, cries, uh, pains. Father, you are a God of comfort. Leave them into the hands of God today and be comforted by the Spirit of living God. Be comforted by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be comforted by Jesus in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Now, the topic is living before God, a renewed mind. This is awesome. Let me start by going here. You know, last week I talked about how to renew the mind. And it's a continuation of that. So I'm just... uh, going to begin by reading Colossians chapter 1 verse uh, verse 22 okay Colossians 21 yeah Uh, let's see from verse 9 for it please the father that in him all the fullness should dwell by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated, that is, uh, enemies, were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And of course, the person speaking here is Paul to the people in Colossae. So you see, he's talking about in verse 21, the nature of our mind, we were enemies by virtue of the fact we do wicked works. But now he has reconciled us, Jesus has reconciled us to the Father. 
in his body and through death and now we'll be presented holy. We don't have any blame. We might sin. We might do all kinds of stuff, but we are not blamed. We are we, we are blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed we continue to hold on to those faith and we are grounded and steadfast, not move away from the hope of the gospel, which you had, see? So this requires a continuous, renewed mind. Hallelujah. Now, a, the concept of renewed mind is part of this. You continue in the faith. You continue being grounded. You continue being steadfast. It, it, it's, it's not a one-time renew or a, a, a one-time uh, walk. Then we say, okay, it's done. Like uh, uh, we want to plant uh, something or you want, you want to harvest something or maybe we want to clean uh, something. Okay, you just clean. Okay, it's done. Oh, it's done. No, it's never done. <laughs> Till we meet Jesus, before our we we will stop renewing our mind. So it's it's a daily concept. It's a moment by moment concept. It's a walk by, a continuous walk of the Spirit of God in our lives, making us, using us, so that we continue to, in our faith, continue being grounded. And continue being steadfast. Steadfast means we intentionally making sure that we don't fall away. We continue to hold on to that faith. Hallelujah. So we uh, 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 you intentionally get set and say, yes, today, this is what I'm going to do. So it's steadfastness. Hallelujah. So we continue in it and have not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which was hell. There are things that is going to come. There are things that is going to be thrown on us to make us do what? To walk away. There is going to be uh, all kinds of situations that will come, all kinds of trials, all kinds of uh, uh Pains, pains is going to fall on us to make sure we fall away. Now, I think Peter talked about that, so let's go about that, okay? Let's go to First Peter. Peter spoke very much about those things, okay? So let's go to First Peter chapter 1. And let's read from verse 1, okay? Let's read from... Um, Verse 1, then uh, we see what we can do. Hallelujah. Let's see. I'm going to read from a New Living Translation. I have NIV, I have Spanish, I have New King James. But uh, let's see if I can... 
let's see if I can read from there. Just a moment. Let me read from there. Uh, let's read from it. New King James. Then we see if we can also read it from there. From New Living. Or even expanded. Or NIV. So, okay, I read from this one. It said, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in uh, Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bethia, verse 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So good. Now let's read from the uh, New Living Translation from verse one to five. Let's see what the, that one says. This letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, and so on and so forth. Verse two says, "God the Father knew you and chose you long ago." And his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So may God give you more and more grace and peace. Now verse 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his grace, it is by his great mercy that we've been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live now we live with great expectation. Last week we celebrated the um, the resurrection of the, uh, uh, the we just had a resurrection day last Sunday. So we see here he said because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. And we have a priceless, a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled. So we have an inheritance that is kept for each and every one of us, which is pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of a change and decay. So it will not change. It will not decay. It is pure and undefiled. Hallelujah. So there is an inheritance that is kept for every one of us as long as we continue to walk in faith, grounded and steadfast, and have not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which we had. Okay, verse 5 says, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power 
until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for us to see. So through our faith, God is protecting us by his power until we receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed in the last day for us to see. So now verse 6. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. See? So uh, the New King James Version says, it said, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been what grieved by various trials. And of course, we, we see these days that though we are Christians, doesn't mean we don't receive trials. Doesn't mean we don't pass through trials. Doesn't mean we are not faced with all kinds of challenges, all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of persecutions, all kinds of failures, kinds of sickness, just name it. They are everywhere. Go to the right, they are there. Go to the left, they are red. We walk in your front, in the back, they are everywhere kinds of trials, challenges, situations. So he said, if need be, you have been grieved for by various trials. Various, all kinds. So your trials may not be my trial. My trial may not be your kind of trial. So there are all kinds. Verse 7 says that the genuineness of your word, of your faith, be much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, whom, verse 8 said, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, this calls for us to renew our mind, to have a concept of peace, to look upon who? Upon Jesus Christ, to begin to have peace in our heart, begin to walk in the light of the gospel that he has given unto us, which we have had, which we have been preached to. You see, so this will encourage us, this will build us up and know that we are being in in a walk. And this walk, there's going to be trials, there's going to be a proving of our genuineness, of our faith. Let's see how uh, New Living Translation put it in. He said, so be, verse 6, verse six says, so be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Verse 7 says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine, not fake, that you are really for Jesus, that we say, we mean what we say. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold at a high temperature. You put the crude gold 
then they are, they are able to come out with the pure gold, pass through extreme fire. Then we are able to get the purified gold. So it's comparing our trials with the purification of a material. And this material is a crude gold from which we now have a pure gold. He said, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So our our faith is more precious than more than mere gold. He calls gold mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So that on that day, so it is going to bring us more praise, more honor on that day when we meet Jesus. So we will, we will receive a crown. We will receive a praise. We will receive all that he has, has in store for us. And he said an inheritance which has been kept in, in heaven for you and for me. Hallelujah. And that inheritance that is kept for us is pure and undefiled beyond the reach of a change. It does not decay, does not change. It's like internal inheritance that does not change, does not age, it does not decay. It's pure. Wow, it's undefiled. It's an amazing inheritance. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, verse ten. Now, verse ten. Okay, verse eight on the on the on on the new living. He said, "Now, he said, you love him even though you have never seen him. Isn't that true? Yeah, we 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 love him even though we have not laid our physical eye on him physically." You know, like we know our brother, we know our sister, we know uh, our children, the way we lay our heart, our eyes on them, and we try to see who they are. We have not known uh, our God like that. We haven't had that opportunity of uh, of laying our physical eyes on Him physically. But many of us have seen him in the vision, have seen all kinds of manifestation, which also can be equated to be uh, that you have known him, or I mean you have seen him. He said now you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him, now you trust him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. You rejoice with what? A glorious, inexpressible joy. It's a joy that we cannot express. That is beyond understanding. You see, it's glorious. And we rejoice on the Father. Though we do not see Him, we trust Him. Just now, says. The reward for trusting him 
will be the salvation of your soul. Hallelujah. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. Now verse 10 says, this salvation was something even the prophet wanted to know more about. When they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. See, this salvation was prepared for you and for me. They wonder what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told their messages were not for themselves, but for you. How precious we are in salvation. You see, they receive the message, they, they are the, when you look at the Old Testament, they were all telling us that there is a Savior that is coming. They were many, many, uh, uh, for example, in Isaiah 63, it, it, it spoke of the Messiah coming to die. He's going to be uh, 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 uh Beating in such a way that it will be beyond recognition. You will be able to recognize who that person is. We saw it in in in, in Isaiah. Prophesy about that. Prophesy about him coming to take all the the beating, the strides, and 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 by that, by those strides, we are going to be here. And many other places like that. They testify of his coming. They testify of his grace. They testify of his love. Testify that this person is going to come and save us. They received that revelation. But that revelation was not for them, but for you and for me. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, the wonder what kind of situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. Talks about that. Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. See? Very interesting. They were told, the story says, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you and for, for me. So the, the messages were not for themselves, but for, for you. And now, this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. This this is uh, this is so interesting when you read when you come here. Uh, verse, verse, uh, this verse 12. It's a lengthy verse. Uh, uh, let me read in the King James Version. It said, Today it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, that they were ministering the things now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angel desire to look into. 
things which angels desire to look into. The angels were like, what? What is all this? Why all this blessing? Why all this glory for these people? Hallelujah. Things what angels desire to what? Look an amazing blessing we receive from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so even the angels were amazed at what a wonderful submission God has given to us on our behalf. You see, God 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 enacted an 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 a, a glorious gospel to us in which we rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. He said, even the angels desire to look into it. Say, what? What is all this? So even the angels are amazed. They are surprised. They are bewildered at what, at what a wonderful salvation God has enacted on our behalf. Now, when you look at uh, uh, Peter, also talked about that a little bit in Ephesians chapter three, verse ten. Ephesians chapter three, verse ten. Let me read it from uh, verse eight. To me, who who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given. I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see. What is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the angels has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God may be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heaven. See, to the intent, what? I verse 10, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heaven. You see, godly manifold wisdom is to be displayed to the angels. That is to the angelic beings by the members of the church. You see, we are going to declare what the uh, manifold wisdom to the angelic beings when we arrive there. You see, God's ways are not only mysterious, but also in different ways. That is manifold. Angels are also learning about God's wisdom as they watch His grace walking. Hallelujah. So they are also learning about God's wisdom as, God's, as they watch His grace Working in us. Hallelujah. So therefore, in, in verse 13, so therefore, so there is now a therefore. All this has been given. The salvation has been given. Now we now see how blessed we are. 
how very fortunate we are. So we have a salvation that is being uh, given to us as a reward for trusting him. And we have an inheritance which has been prepared for us. And that inheritance does not age. It does not get old. does not fade. It's, 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 uh, it's pure. And it does not decay. So these are good things we need to meditate on. And we help us in our renewing of our mind to focus more on on him, on the benefit of loving him, serving him. You see? So it will make us to have a wonderful joy, a glorious joy. Hallelujah a precious glory that awaits the children of God. Hallelujah. Now, we now try to transition. Okay? How do we walk in these glorious things? How do we walk now? How do we uh, uh, walk with our life now? So, living now before God, in renew. Uh, mine. Verse 13 says, so, verse 13 says, it says, therefore, get up the loins of your mind and summer invest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And verse 13 says, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former laws, again, you see, the former laws, as in your ignorance. See, the former laws as in what? In our ignorance. Verse 15 said, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So let's read that on the translation. Start from verse 13. So we are seeing here that. Uh, we have to get up our loins of our mind. We have to uh, intentionally get up our mind. You know, to get up, that is to to uh, tie up some uh, at at. Uh, um, uh, you know, to tie up like uh, uh, in 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 some places, you will see uh, women, most especially, tie up their waist uh, in 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 anticipation of a long walk, for example, uh, of a tedious uh, job of a, uh, an assignment that is going to make them not have their clothes uh, pulled down. So they tie their waist firmly that it does not lose uh, or get loose or fall off and all kinds of uh, uh, ugly situations that might uh, come after that. So they get prepared for action, get prepared for work, prepare for uh, any eventualities. So they are ready. And 
sometimes uh, I've seen most of them, they are now trying to fight or get into uh, argument with somebody or with their mate. What they first of all do is use the tie to first of all tie their weight firmly <laughs> so that they, when they begin to involve in fist fight, then they don't uh, uh, lose. Nobody can pull them, uh, nobody can fight them, uh, nobody can win them. So they, the first thing they do, they use what they have used to tie their hair, uh, to tie their hair. That's what they remove and they use to tie their weight firmly so that uh, they are ready for any action. So Paul is liking that situation. For this, so you can see that is an intentional way, intentional mode of life that uh, those women were doing. So they get themselves ready, so they prepare themselves, they, they uh, get their mind ready, so they prepare their mind ready for action, for work, or for, uh, for the market, for what they are going to do that day. So they tie themselves for that action. You see, in the same way, he's telling us to guide the Lord. That is, prepare your mind for action. Prepare your mind for exercise. Prepare your mind for something. So we require us to exercise uh, our mind and require to have self-control. See, self-control is so critical in our life as a Christian world, as an integral part of renewing our mind. So we have to exercise self-control. We have to, <coughs> excuse me, we have to have a sound mind. Some translation terms, sound mind. See, a mind that is sound, a mind that is focused on God, not a mind that is contrary, but um, exercising a, 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 a spirit control, a, a, a spirit that is based on self-control. Hallelujah. Having our mind focused on God is really, really able to exercise self-control. We're able to do the things of God. We're to uh, intentionally say, no, I don't want to do this. No, this is not of God. No, I don't want to go here. No, I don't want to curse. No, I don't I don't want to uh, offend this guy. No, I don't want to think this way. Now I remove my mind away from this. No, I don't want to anger. I, 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 don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So it's all aspect of self-control. It's not easy, but it will require us to prepare our mind. If you recall back a little while ago, you see, tying our ways is your ability, is your intentional, uh, intentional, uh, it's, it's, your, it's your work to tie, to prepare yourself, to guide off the limbs, to to uh, prepare your mind and for action and exercising the spirit control. So taking that part, it is uh, 
um, are important. For example, if if I if I receive a a, a bad test, a bad test that is negative, you see. So there and then there will be self control there if I don't reply back in kind. Maybe somebody just insert me or does something which is of no use. It is me now to exercise self control, not to repay back. Okay? Or to just say maybe this guy is having a bad day. So I pray for him that he calm down. I pray that he will he will come to understanding that we are not quarreling, I don't want to offend him, we are friends. That's one example. Another example which is so common in, in our day and life is uh, uh, if, if I come, if somebody come, if I'm driving on the on highway and somebody come in my front. Many people don't like that. They they get so annoyed when when you, you when you are driving and you you suddenly maybe you want to go on their lane. Then you go in their front. Oh, 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 my Lord! They are they are so angered and they are so annoyed. They are so bitter. They you will see them drive back and go in your front now <laughs> and, and try to be in front of you now. You see, all these are business. Does not the world does it remove from you? Does it remove anything from you? Whether you go in my front, you you go. Uh, two hours ahead, it does not remove anything. It does not. It does not. What has it done? It does not. You you go in front. See, so it's it's one of the things that causes problems on on highway. You you find now, you find um, people get annoyed. So. Uh, you have gone in front of me. That one we say, no, you can't be, go in front of me now. He will now try to go in front of the other person again. And the other one will say, no, you cannot go in front of me. You have this one. You can see it just continues to escalate. You will see the problem escalate, and you can see the end of that. So it's so amazing if we can uh, begin to exercise the hope that we have in him and say, no, let me not behave as a worldly uh, uh, will, but let's give place to what? Holiness. Let's give place to holy living. Let's give place to God. <laughs> so my time has run out. So, so we are running up. Recognize that our identity in Jesus Christ is the central fact that influences our present circumstances and determines our internal future and is available by faith alone. So do not doubt, do not wonder, do not question it. Okay? So our identity in Jesus Christ is our central fact. So recognize your identity that you have in him. You are a royal priesthood. You are a blessed nation. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy nation. You see, 
you are his own special people. Now our joy is to proclaim to him the praise of him who called us out of our darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of God who have not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. That is so juicy. That is glorious. Hallelujah. Be blessed. See you next time. Hallelujah.